0: shows lean left, some lean right. But we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli.
1: To all our business owners out there, one thing to think of, every business is going to change hands at some point. How do you handle and plan for that? That's one of the great things that we are going to cover today. I'm here with Kyle Beaucher. Where to even start with describing Kyle? Kyle is many things. Kyle is a wealth... Would wealth advisor be the title? I feel like that's not one, one all-encompassing yes. enough. Yeah, one of many at Strong Eddie Lee. Uh, Kyle has been a best friend of mine since the seventh grade... All right, we've been buddy, we best men in each other's weddings. Yes, we
0: go way back.
1: Yep, uh, Kyle is a well decorated individual. We're going to talk about your story in in a minute, but I want to hit a couple of highlights: twenty plus years uh, career experience and in investing, financial planning, healthcare administration, and telecom. This guy gets around. Plus, as as we were talking about before the show, Kyle and I are experienced. DJs and pizza makers in <laughs> our high school days.
0: It's got to go on the resume somewhere. It's
1: got to go on the resume. Rink and roll uh, DJs. DJ Kyle and DJ Phil. But he holds Certified Exit Planning Advisor Designation where and we're going to talk about that a lot where he helps business owners uh, on growing and harvesting the value of their businesses. He is a recent Yale graduate of the Certified Private Wealth Advisor Executive Education Program which focuses on high net worth financial planning issues. He lives in Flowery Branch with his lovely bride, Aaron, and his three fantastic daughters, two of which are now in college and, as mentioned, has been one of my best friends for many, many years, several decades. So, uh, Kyle, I said a lot about you,
0: but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Fill in, fill in some gaps for us. Let the people know who you are. Okay. Well, I am a uh, a business owner, so I run my own practice. And uh, I've been in uh private wealth management since 2017. So, left some of the bigger firms to open up uh uh with some other folks uh at private practice here in Gainesville servicing clients all over the US. And uh, as a wealth manager really there there are so many titles for for what i do but you know i say i wear a lot of hats when i introduce myself to clients obviously the the things that most of us would assume a wealth manager does which is build portfolios and and help folks uh, direct money towards investments but probably the most important thing that i do is truly helping people plan for all of the stuff that's inevitable the things that uh, are out ahead of us and help us to really find Where we might have some blind spots that we can ultimately cover with with strategies and or just some good forward thinking. That's the most important thing that I do. Uh, It really makes the other parts of my job very, very easy when we get a good foundation in place. Mm -hmm.
1: A good plan.
0: A good plan.
1: Failing to plan is planning to fail. Very true. Mm. And I have found that, you know, there's always going to be turmoil. There's always going to be movement, choppiness sometimes up, sometimes down, but you have a good steady path, you have a goal to go towards, keeps you moving in the right direction. Yes. So, all right. Of the many skills Kyle has, um, I, I love this his his focus that he has in his practice of helping business owners to because that's a lot of who our audience is and helping them to maximize the value of their business. So I mentioned at the beginning Every business changes hands at some point. And as a business owner, that's something that, you know, sometimes we don't often think about. We're there in the middle of our business doing the day-to-day. You might think about a transition. You might think of a sale. Um, but it's going to change hands. Either the business owner is going to die. He's going to sell. He or she's going to sell all or part of the business. He's going to uh, – someone's going to, you know, inherit it or he's going to give it to a, to a child. So something's going to happen and just like with your client's private financial matters and needing a plan as a business owner a plan is crucial as well
0: absolutely i say you know exit readiness we we as business owners often think about the eventual exit but we don't give it much time or consideration it's just one of those obvious things we know will happen at some point but Exit readiness, it's its not a state of mind. It's not a, mm. I'm raising my hand, I'm ready to get out now. It is a state of fact. Mm. In other words, there are some things that have to be ready in place and certainly have been planned for if you want to exit the way you want to exit on the terms you want to exit on. It doesn't just happen.
1: Mm. Doesn't just happen. Right. Uh, and And that's something... Sometimes it's something that can get put off, I think, a business transition, because it's scary. You know, we don't fully understand it, so we don't want to think about it. Plus, as a business owner, you've got plenty of fires to put out every day, um, and so that's something easy to put off, something that's like, eh, that's going to happen. It's down the road. Um, when when you And if you're just joining us, welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X here with Kyle Boche talking about uh, business transition uh, and business transition planning. So when you work with a business owner <clears throat> and you're helping them, what are some of the common misconceptions that you find they often have?
0: I think probably the the most detrimental and the biggest misconception is really what the value of their business truly mm-hmm. is. I mean, seriously, most of us are in a industry or a business where we've met other business owner peers and whether it's at a cocktail party or at some you know other function where you're around these folks, we all have I like like I like to call it the back of the napkin valuation discussion with someone where somebody has just oversimplified this process and said take your EBITDA and give it times two, times three, times ten, whatever your industry is, and every industry is so wildly different That's some somehow that's the number that's stuck in our you know stuck in our brain right and. Now we want to build a future off of this number that we've been given or that we feel really confident about, yet we've never really popped the hood to see is mm-hmm. that legitimate. Mm-hmm. And and how do I get to that number if so? Because, again, it doesn't just happen. That is probably the biggest misconception. I think that that the second biggest misconception is how easy it's going to (laughs) be to exit your business. And unfortunately, I have some really hard stats on this. So as part of the Exit Planning Institute, an organization that I got my certification through, they've done a lot of surveys of business owners over the years. And in doing so, they've uncovered the fact that of the many, many businesses that go up for sale 70 to 80% of them do not actually sell. So the problem being we've got a huge asset for many business owners. It is the largest asset, and it's not that easy when you get down to the facts to harvest out of your business the equity and the the sweat equity and the, the true equity that you put into it over the years.
1: What happens to that 70 to 80 percent that don't
0: sell? Hopefully they have, have made some other initiatives <laughs> outside of their business to support their financial future and uh, many of them, just like um, somebody having to hit the reset button very late in life where they've they've had to exhaust a 401k or something like that, you have no choice but to f- pick up the pieces and and, and try to rebuild. Right. Um, but it, it's an unfortunate reality.
1: Mm. Now, have you seen – I felt like I saw uh, last year really kind of t- – it's it's hard to keep up with time post-COVID, I feel like. But last year, the last couple of years, more businesses looking to transition. Have you seen any sort of increased amount of businesses selling out there in the market?
0: Absolutely. And there's a few reasons for it, obviously. Coming – uh, out of the the, the the true end of the baby boomer, the working age baby boomer, um, you know, time frame, most of those individuals have, by age, ha- have, have gotten to a point where they're ready to make that transition. So you've got one of the largest segments of our population um, exiting the working world.
1: All right. We want to hear about that right when we come back from our break on North Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back to a topic that is on—if it's not on every business owner's mind, it should be on every business owner's mind—and that's business succession planning and a potential sale of your business. Uh, I'm here, Phil Benelli, North Georgia Business Radio X. Joining me, fantastic guest, great friend, Kyle Boucher of Strong Gaddy Lee, and. We were just chatting about the, the volume of businesses for sale. Kyle's an expert in helping business owners grow and sell their companies and maximizing that asset for them. And, uh, Kyle, we were talking about you You are seeing, as I have been, a higher volume
0: of, of businesses for sale lately. Yes, I think before the break I just shed some light on the fact that there is a, uh, a fading baby boomer generation that is working their way out. And so there are more businesses... During this time frame, that will transition than we've ever seen in in history. Number one, but the environment prior to po- points in this year, the interest rate environment was obviously extremely favorable right. over these last few years. So, uh, being able to utilize um, the banking institutions and uh, lending sources for uh, favorable capital. Uh, Brought a lot of these deals together at just incredible multiples for business owners, which creates a little bit of a problem uh, on a going forward basis with some business owners expectation of what they can truly get for their business.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, that's tough. And not just what they could get for their business from a sale, but the timing of that funding. Is it all going to be up front? Or is there going to be some sort of earnout? What does that look like? You know, what are what are you as a business owner? If you're going to sell your company, you need to be very clear with the purchaser on expectations of. Are you going to work six more months? A year? They're going to want you around for some period of time. Um, so tell us some of the things you see there help help your clients through on on that
0: front, Kyle. Absolutely. Well, the devil is certainly in the details mm. for sure, and and in our industry, you know, we say that there's the deal, and then there's the terms of the mm. deal, mm-hmm. and so. Many times when we're hearing all of these amazing stories about our peers selling their businesses for these huge price tags, what they don't talk about is some of the terms of the deal. Some of the risk they had to carry maybe along the way or right. some of the earnout, um, being on staff for a time, <laughs> transitioning. Um, there's just a lot that goes into it that you have to factor into a deal. And you may receive an unsolicited offer for your business tomorrow, uh, but if you haven't given thoughts to the terms that are acceptable to you, then you may be getting deep into something that may not net you or or give you the outcome that you had dreamed up when you first, you know, thought about exiting the business. So um, certainly, a lot of, of of terms we talk about earnouts, earnouts where you many times are having to stay in the business. Uh, much longer than you intended to right. in order to successfully transition. When you do that, you can negotiate those terms to where you're getting some type of, of pay or salary for being there on staff. But many times those are are based on when the transition of the business occurs, when you officially leave your post, the value of the business at that point in time, if you haven't hit certain hurdles or targets, many times that can affect the the total payout that you're eligible to walk away with. So earnouts where you are truly earning out can be good if you're still motivated and want to grow this business. But If you're already checked out because you're ready to live the retirement lifestyle or move on to other ventures, then it can be very, very draining on you emotionally, and you may end up with a negative result from it. Um, Obviously, carrying some of the the financing maybe on your own, that can be problematic because you are further carrying some risk. We get out of business because at the end of the day, um, somebody handing us a paycheck no longer requires us to carry the risk. Uh, if if they they buy the business from us, that is. But ultimately, if we stay in the business, or if we are attached to the business's performance for any length of time, we're still carrying some risk. So there's there's all sorts of factors in the details that have to be considered, in addition to the tax ramifications and how you've sold the business, asset sale, equity sale, capital gains versus other types of. Of, of, of taxable uh, consequences and um, just a lot of, of things that could be done to truly negate your tax situation if you give it enough time and planning up front.
1: If you're just joining us, uh, North Georgia Business Radio Wax, i I'm Phil Benelli here with Kyle Beauches, uh a real expert and asset on helping business owners um, to maximize the sale of their business and what comes after. And we're talking about the devil being in the details. And talking about uh the terms how there's the deal and there's the terms and i love that because yes there's a lot more than just that number you get when you get it what is required for you to get it are there certain uh metrics the company has to hit for you to get the full amount but then kyle brought up something i want to i want to head to and that is taxes right hey when you sell your business there's going to be taxes but that's not set in stone. There's it is at a certain point, but there are things you can do. So let's talk about that, helping people to plan on how to best position themselves to
0: to pay less taxes. Absolutely. Sometimes there there's just the unavoidable. You you have no choice. You've done well, therefore Uncle Sam does want his cut. Period. But with some proper planning, there are some things that you can do up front, whether that be philanthropic. If you have interest perhaps in supporting charities or maybe you, you plan to tithe off of whatever the proceeds of this business sale is, if you can be forward thinking enough to have good things in place, there are some charitable giving strategies that can be connected to um, the sale of your business but have to be put in place up front if you want to net the full benefits of doing so. Um, there are, in addition to that, some um, philanthropic vehicles that will allow you to, to give, but also during your lifetime still receive some income from mm-hmm. um, the, the monies that you put towards that. So there's kind of that um, hybrid approach. So um, you may want to give, but you also know you, you, you ran and sold a business because you also need to live. Um, so there are some, some hybrid approaches out there, too. Uh, and then certainly, by all means, I'm not a CPA. Um, this is where your CPA and this is where someone in my role as a certified exit planning advisor really quarterbacking the team of professionals that help bring the whole deal together. This is where the CPA who's part of that team is very crucial, but helping you structure the deal in such a way that you know what your bottom line walkout is. Uh, Obviously, there are terms to structure the deal where you as the seller are going to have the best tax benefit. But That penalizes the buyer. Maybe they don't have the ability to depreciate uh, or something of the sort. Therefore, that's going to affect the total deal. So, again, getting back to terms of the deal, how you structure the deal, what's good for you is not generally good for the other party and vice versa. So there's this back and forth, and there are certainly some, some considerations to make. Um, again, not just the, the sticker price, but, again, getting all the way down to the bottom line. And, again, CPAs are huge and forecasting what that might look like.
1: One thing I love from this, again, it's just this is such an important topic for every business owner. And one thing that I hope folks are getting from this that maybe they hadn't thought of before is, hey, they, it, it, it would behoove them uh, in a very big way to have assistance to have some guidance um, and to have a team. Uh, and also, I, I would encourage anyone, if you're going through a sale right now or a transaction right now or, or will be in the future, I want you to remember some wise words that a uh, a partner of mine shared with me uh, one time that he, he had spent a lot of his years in the M&A space and that's every deal dies three times before it closes. And I'm just thinking of that with the negotiation piece. I mean, you know, both parties want to come with a, with the to a good resolution, to a business sale, to this transition, and the business owner, I have found in every case, even if there was no earnout, the business owner has put his heart and soul into this company. He wants it to succeed. He wants it to do well, but there are things that go in negotiation. And just remember that that every deal dies three times before it closes. I've found that to be so true um, in almost any. Any kind of closing. This has been great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk more uh, about the keys to planning for your business sale on North Georgia Business Radio X. If you are a business owner and you hope to one day sell your business, or if you want to build a business that you could sell, uh, this content is for you. And if you're just joining us here on North Georgia Business Radio X, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen from the beginning. Some great uh, nuggets of wisdom here. Uh, I'm Phil Benelli, your host today, here with Kyle Boshe of Strong Gaddy Lee. And we're talking about what Kyle is an expert in, and that's how to really maximize the value of, of your business in a sale, and how to prepare yourself for that. Kyle, tell me about something we were talking about: five, four, three, two, one. What does
0: that mean? So I like to try to keep things simple where I can, and so five, four, three, two, one is a way that I explain the importance of working with and through the process of of certified exit planning, and so. Uh, on the surface, you know, five, there there are five D's, letter D, that every business owner should know about and be ready to protect against. You ready for them? I'm ready. Okay. Death, mm. disability, divorce, economic distress, and partner disagreements. Mm. The five Ds. Mm. Most of those are either inevitable or very big problem makers, if not plan for and prepare for.
1: They're all big problem makers, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. You know, you may have a lot of security in the relationship you're in. And so when I say divorce, you may just shrug your shoulders at it. But nobody has ever gotten married at the altar knowing in a number of years they're going to also be divorced. It doesn't start that way. But unfortunately, many things do end that way. So th- there are a lot of things that, that may seem way far out or or just um, perhaps not applicable, uh, but they still need to be addressed in a good plan. And if nothing else, you've at least, you know, given some thought to and have had the conversations.
1: Let, let me interject real quick, Kyle. That is so good. And these five D's, uh, which again, death, divorce, disability, economic distress and partner disagreements. People don't plan for these because they don't want to think about them. hmm. And I have found that the more something is uncomfortable and unpleasant to think about, the more important it is to think about it and plan
0: for it. Absolutely.
1: Um, so don't skirt this, folks. Write this. Write this down. Hey, if you if you didn't write it down, you want to hear more. Give Kyle a call. We'll share his his, his number and, and everything in a second. Uh, uh, Kyle Boucher, Strong Daddy Lee. But you got to plan for those ugly five Ds. Hopefully that don't ever happen. None of them will happen.
0: Absolutely. But planning certainly doesn't hurt. And at the end of the day, um, most of these things can be addressed with proper planning up front to keep you as good or at least as close to hold as possible on the other side of any of these events. So that's five. The four is there are four types of intangible capital that every business is valued on. So when we think about the value of something, The easiest things to place a value on are are tangible, touch it, feel it, things like the real estate, the property, the equipment that we may have in our business, but the things that are really hard to place value on are all of this intangible stuff. Mm -hmm. And so there are four types of intangible capital. If you get down to it, these four types are, are pretty simple, and you can identify these in your business, but it's human capital, customer capital, structural capital, and social capital. The problem with these things are is they're not very easy to measure and where we end up going awry is trying to apply a numerical value to how they impact your business's sale price. Right. Um, There are a lot of of studies and uh, of past deals where uh, we can go back and trace the impact that each of these types of capital have had on the deal. Which is how we've incorporated valuing businesses by properly measuring these areas um, to be. So it's very important to understand them, but it's 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 quite honestly very simple. The things that we're going to do to sell our business for maximum value are akin to the same things we're going to do to make a successful, thriving, and growing business. Right. It's investing in our people, our human capital, having good people on staff with good retention of good key people and a plan for how we're going to continue keeping those people past a transition. Got to have good customers. At the end of the day, you could have a $10 million revenue, but if if 90% of it comes from one customer or a handful of customers and they decide to leave... Uh, There's a lot of risk for a buyer in that situation. That could be a huge detractor from the value. So having some diversification of your customer capital is something we work on. Structural capital, you know, think about McDonald's and the Big Mac. If you bought a McDonald's franchise... You're going to be taught how to make a Big Mac. In fact, they're going to show you the recipe. They're going to have you order your supplies from McDonald's headquarters, and you're going to put together a Big Mac that tastes the same at your location as it does everywhere else. Right. That's because there's a good structure in place for how to do it. Many times as business owners, we ourselves are very operational and integrated into the business, or we have a few very key people in our business that are doing the core things, most of that knowledge, is in our, it's in our head. We're just doing it. It's natural to us. Uh, but that doesn't just naturally transfer with the business unless we or those people transfer with the business. So having good structural capital means you have something that can transfer beyond you or other people uh, where you've taken some time to put that down. And then finally, this is super important as well, but your social capital. What does your community think of you? Mm. Uh, what do your, your customers think of you? What do your suppliers think of you? Uh, and then there are all sorts of other social issues these days that that are certainly important to to keep into consideration. But we need to be able to measure those things because they do translate to the, the biggest part of what your business will sell for is is the intangible portion of it all.
1: I, I love a point you brought up. Uh, if you're just joining us, North Georgia Business Radio X here with Kyle Beauches talking about some key things to think about Uh, And selling your business and maximizing that uh, and and talking about the four types of intangible capital. And I love on the structural capital. If you're a business owner out there and you plan on selling your business, you think you're going to get a whole lot of money. You think it's worth so much. You love it. It's your baby. Perhaps it is. There's things you can do to make sure it's worth a lot. But if you are wearing a tremendous amount of hats, if you can't leave the business without it falling apart, that is a problem. If you hear nothing else today, I want to make sure you hear that because you can do things to change that. You, you can put a plan in place, but if the business is you, you selling a business, that business is not nearly as much of an option. Um, And and one thing you you mentioned, Cal, the things to put in place to build up the human capital, the customer capital, put the correct uh, structural and social capital in place, these things that put you in the position to best sell your business are also the things that you need to do to really just build a healthy business. And I've had several um, clients I've worked with who wanted to sell their business. They put some different things in place. And as a result of that, they might not even have wanted to sell their business anymore because they're putting the right structure in place, the right human capital in place. Maybe now they're working three and a half days a week. They've got a leadership team that's taking care of things. They're spending more time with their grandkids or at the beach. And uh, they're happy with the way things are.
0: So, Excellent point. It, and we've seen that time and time over as well. Just running a better business may, may buy you more time in your business just because the reasons for exiting could have been stress or health issues that working so many hours have created. Uh, building a better business
1: building a better may business. simply yep. give,
0: give you some additional life.
1: Well, I want to do this, Kyle. We've got another segment to go. We've got a lot of great information to go. Could you go ahead and let folks know how to get a hold of you to hear more detail, to learn these things and, and get some of this information.
0: Absolutely. And, and by the way, my, my initial consultation doesn't cost a thing. So I'd love to just start conversations with business owners and learn about your business. But you can always reach me at 770-534-0727. And you can also check us out uh, at stronggaddylee.com. And uh, we've got a, a listing of, of uh, each of our bios as well as the various services that we offer. And love for you to reach out to me.
1: All right. We'll be back on North Georgia Business Radio X. Welcome back. We are covering a topic which, if it's not on your mind as a business owner or an aspiring business owner, it needs to be. And that is the ultimate sale or transition of your business. I'm Phil Benelli, North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm here with Kyle Beauches, great friend of many decades and really an expert in helping business owners prepare for and execute on this most important financial event of their lives for most business owners—the sale of their business. So we were talking about the five, four, three, two, one. I think we're on three.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, so five was the five Ds, and four was the four different types of capital that your business is and should be measured and valued on. Right. But three is extremely important. I talk a lot about this when I'm working with my business owner clients, and that that is three legs to The stool, you better be sitting on a stool that's got at least three legs or else you're going to find yourself close to the floor. The three legs of the planning stool that I work with clients on is personal financial readiness, your ability apart from the business to survive financially. Business exit readiness, we said earlier it's not a state of mind but a state of fact. The ability to truly hand over the keys to your business and somebody else run it profitably Mm. And as successfully, if not more so than you were able to during your time at the business. And then finally, third leg is life after business. Here's the missing link. The the studies and the surveys done Mm. of the many business owners who have had exits, who, by the way, may have gotten exactly what they wanted to financially when surveyed. Three-fourths of them have said they have woefully regretted the sale of their business. Wow. And when you dig underneath on that, the reason was is that was their DNA. That was who they were. And they retire from something. They didn't retire to something. There was no plan for where they would spend their life thereafter. It was just coast off into the sunset. Every day becomes the weekend. And by the way, that gets boring after a while (laughs) if you don't have a a good solid plan that go along with it. So some personal life after business planning is that third leg.
1: I've I've heard people, you know, say, if I, you know... If I had a business like that or I sold a business for $20 million, I'd sit on the beach every day. And I think, well, that's why you're not the kind of person who was going to build a business that can sell for $20, $40, 50000000 million. And that is so key. And, you know, I've worked with folks who are getting ready for a sale of their business and they're so stretched especially in those final months running the business plus doing going through all the due diligence they don't really even feel like they have the time or mental capacity to prepare and you've got to plan for that along with your spouse significant other kids whoever just like on the financial side for sure
0: exactly that that really takes us to two on that progression you know there there are two concurrent paths that you have to focus on when you're going through an exit and the most obvious is your business like you said, you've got to continue running this thing. You've got to not only continue running it, but you've got to continue growing it or keeping it extremely successful for you to close or right. else you may end up with a dead deal, right? Yep. Uh, but you cannot ignore the personal side of things, your personal tax situation, your personal giving you know, ideas, your, 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 your family, your uh, life after business. And so when I do planning with a business owner, Although we may start with talking about the business, when we're in the middle of an exit, we're paying equal attention to both, mm-hmm. your personal exit and, and the business's mm-hmm. you know, uh, exit. So two concurrent paths of an exit, we've got to work on those really at the same time, side by side. Uh, and, and really the final thing in that progression is there's really one primary goal when you're selling your business, when you get down to it. And it, and it may surprise you when I say this, but it's, it's not that you got the highest price, and it's not that you have the best retirement plan, but rather that you built something, you built something of a legacy
1: mm-hmm. that
0: will last many years into the future, maybe even generationally beyond you. And that's huge. And so true business owners who are entrepreneurs and have got into this for all the right reasons, they they want to see what they've built even maybe if it changes names, but the momentum and the ideas and the things that they've done uh, continue on past them. So,
1: Oh, yes. Uh, if you're just joining us, <clears throat> we're talking some great, great stuff on building that legacy, how to do that, getting a game plan to not just sell your business for the most or with the best terms, but to prepare yourself for the best life after a sale uh, and to have that legacy in place. North Georgia Business Radio i I'm Phil Benelli, here with the, the great Kyle Beauchat. Um, as we take it to the home stretch, Kyle, um, first off, remind folks, how can they get in touch with you? Because it, it, it's, I think anyone who's listened to this whole uh, radio show or if you've listened to it as a podcast uh, is, is feeling is abundantly clear. They need some guidance. They need some hand-holding and going through the sale of their business they need to talk to you.
0: Absolutely. Well, reach out anytime. You could reach me at 770-534-0727 um, or online. You can check us out online at stronggaddylee.com. But I do free consultations with business owners to learn about your business and share with you about the process. So I entertain you know uh, those meetings all the time. So I'd love love to hear from them.
1: All right, easy enough. And Kyle, for folks who they're there, they're busy running their business and they're getting this idea of hey, I need to prepare. What are a couple things that they can put top of their to do list to put themselves in the best position? What are some things they need to act on? today or this
0: week? Well, if I had to summarize it into maybe the top three, first and foremost would be to have a team of professionals around you that will take some of that load off your shoulders. At the end of the day, you're not going to be able to do it all, and you're not the brightest person in the room on every topic. Uh, Neither am I. And that's why I want to make sure that we assemble a team. And I usually prefer to start with folks who are three to five years out from selling their business. Mm. Gives us time to understand. Gives us time to grow. And gives us time to build that team of attorneys and CPAs and others that may be involved, whether it be bankers or merger and acquisition folks or or, or, or business sales transactions. But um, that is a team that needs to be in place um, as soon as you possibly can. And,
1: and I would say, folks, if you're running a business, you have an accountant, <clears throat> you may well have a relationship with an attorney, and and I hope that you love them, and that's great. I would look at this though as something separate. If your accountant does a great job keeping up with your books, but they really don't have any experience in this realm, get some additional help to, to do that from, from a CPA standpoint. If your attorney that's used for business things, maybe you've used them for contract negotiations or whatever, if they don't have experience in this, make sure you get the right experience, not just somebody that you know. If they can fill this need to that's fantastic but if not don't be afraid to go out and find the specific expertise for what is going to be a very important event for you
0: absolutely and you need a quarterback for that team and that's really where i come in as a certified exit planning advisor is really bringing that team together and filling any holes on the team that you may not already have filled with the proper professionals
1: tell me i i love this uh grape analogy kyle could you share that with our with our audience
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, if, if I could summarize my passion for all of this into kind of a, a brief analogy, it would be uh, you're a business owner. Let's pretend your business is a vineyard. You planted these vines from infancy and you've watched them grow. And over the years, you've watched the, the crop continue to multiply because you plant those vines. They don't start producing grapes immediately or at least to the quantity that you need them for. But you finally establish this beautiful crop and you're looking over your vineyard. You walk down the aisles and and you see the work and the growth. Unfortunately, many business owners wait too long. The season turns, something happens in life or an issue creeps up and the sun has withered your vines. You no longer have grapes, but you've got raisins. And maybe you can sell some boxes of raisins, but they don't nearly garner the kind of money that bottles of wine do. Uh, if I could help anyone keep their grapes from withering on the vine by getting out ahead of this and having proper planning in place, that's why I do what I do. That's why I love doing what I do. And I'd love to help. And um, that thats that's where I come in.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, Kyle, you uh, have been such a huge asset to me in so many ways in my life. Uh, I so appreciate you taking time out of your business, uh, busy schedule to uh, provide this very valuable information to our listeners on North Georgia Business Radio X. And to everyone out there, I want to encourage you, keep chasing those dreams. Building up your business, uh, getting it to the point where you need to be. We are here to uh, be a resource for you, encourage you, and we're so happy that we get to do that. And we'll see you next week on North Georgia Business Radio X. Thanks, Cal. Thank you
0: been listening to north georgia business radio x with phil vanelli what local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program let us know just search north georgia business radio x on facebook or contact Bo at business radio see you next time and remember to support our local businesses